Welcome back to podcast 94 of 2023. Can we get to 100? I'm your host, Kiev O'Neill. You can follow me on Twitter at OBKiev. Follow us at The Oddsbreakers and follow us on social media slash The Oddsbreakers. This episode is being brought to you by The Season. For the best contest in all of sports, please visit www.thesn.com slash OBplay for thousands of dollars with thousands of people across the world. If you'd like to support the Icebreakers and benefit from our premium plays, please visit theicebreakers.com, click shop, become a member, pick any for winning cappers, get the premium plays before the line moves. You can also support us on patreon.com. And if nothing else, please visit the Icebreakers and become a free picks and telegram subscriber. My friends, college bowl season is around the corner, and I'm working vigilantly on our normal yearly motivational article. And it's not just motivation, it's the schedules, the odds, and if there is home field advantage. Very important to consider those things when it comes to bowl games. Also, looking at Coach ATS Records, there is a great article by Reed Wallach, W-A-L-L-A-C-H. Every year he does this, I message him, (laughs) and uh, he sets out on BetSided exact ATS records numbers from these coaches now these are closing line ATS obviously but it still says something a little bit about coaching motivation and how well they perform in these bowl games how they get these teams up for it so I think it's very important to do as much research as possible next Monday I'll be doing our motivation in this article and the article should come out probably by Wednesday or so Uh, very excited for college bowl games as a matter of fact uh, I have definitely got some good line value. Uh, sometimes I miss on a few. You know, sometimes the line will go a different way. But I think as long as you're predicting most of them correct, you're going to have a successful bowl season. You're going to have lots of options by the time the game actually comes to fruition. Do I buy back? Not unless it goes past my number. And my number will change depending upon who's sitting out. You know, uh, I'm not going to give up value in what I think the number should be by buying back. But I will do is certainly tell you if I got a good number because there's a lot of podcasts out there and a lot of shows that say, just talk about the current number. Well, yeah, I will talk about the current number. Of course, I will talk about the current number. We're going to go break down every single bowl game on this podcast over the weeks to come. But I'm also going to say when I got a good number by betting it early, why would you not? You know, that's what you're supposed to talk about when it comes to sports betting and how to do it correctly. Not saying I... I'm the best at it. I'm certainly not. I just want to talk about my thought process, where I was right and where I was wrong, and how hopefully people can learn by that, right? This is the same thing that Brad Power says all the time. You know, get ahead of the line moves. You know, properly do your research. You know, don't take stale lines the day of the game. <laughs> you know, there's going to be plenty of them out there. There's going to be times where people got the motivation completely wrong. You know, I was wrong on the Bengals. I didn't bet the side, but I had the Jaguars and the Tigers. Now, obviously, a lot of bad things happened that game, but I didn't see the Bengals being extremely motivated to come in and win, and they did. You know, the coach, Zach Taylor, got him up for that game. I still don't think he's a great coach, 
but he was a good motivator. At least that week he was. But in general, I am very excited for bowl season. It's one of my favorite times of year and uh, uh, very excited to tech it with you throughout this week and next week and the weeks after. But we have a great show for you today because we're going to talk a lot of NFL. Rafael Esparza from Doc Sports and MyBookie.com is coming back to break down the slate of NFL games. Talk about some of the awesome props he has at YouCanBetThat.com as well as the props he makes on all of the sports books uh, available to many people across the world. So very excited to talk to Raf. But before that, I'm going to talk about two things. I'm going to talk about how we're hedging our 20 to 1 on Texas and Alabama. Now, after, after both teams lost, I thought there was some value on these teams. Obviously, Bama lost early to Texas. Heck, they're at 50 to 1 for a while. And uh, Joey gave that out on this show at the end of September, early October. And then Alabama won again, and I think it was after the Texas A&M game. I was like, well, you know what? Bama is still in this thing. And uh, I looked at Texas, and I always thought they were going to be Oklahoma in the Big 12 championship. So I saw them at 20-1, to and I thought they were in. What I didn't foresee was Florida State remaining undefeated. They're a stronger team than I expected. So I expected one of these teams in after conference week and not two. But lucky enough, the the committee was the committee, meaning extreme bias, money motivated and uh, fraudulent and allowed Alabama with an excuse to get in. And Texas, I mean, to be honest with you, if, if they happened to decide Florida State would have went in, I think they would have took out Texas, even though they beat Bama in Alabama. That's how money motivated these people are. But either way, I've already talked enough about that. Let's get into the actual hedging of what we did on our 20 to 1 tickets. Now, I actually laid half units on them, but I'm going to call them one units uh, for the sake of ease because it's literally the same calculation. So what I decided to do is you have Texas versus Washington. Um, Washington, I could have hedged and took plus 175 to win that game and money line rollover if they win against Texas They'd probably only be three and a half, four point dogs to uh, Michigan, and the money line rollover wouldn't even be close to the eight to one that I could get. So I put two units or twice the bet size on Washington at plus 800. Now, my true feelings is that Michigan wins it all. They've been there twice, they're due. They're not going to have the same slip ups, in my opinion, than they did the last two years. You know? I think these kids remember that. They're going to come out hot. And I think what you saw against Iowa was a little bit more of an apparition. They knew they were going to win that game. And I think the quarterback play of J.J. McCarthy is going to be just fine for this game. And I think you you can scheme to beat Jalen Milroe. And that's why I gave out Michigan on the money line in the earlier show this week. But either way, I don't know who's going to win. Nobody does because that's what sports betting is. is you, you try to take probability and see if there's an expected value because your number is different, right? That's what you have to do. And if you need to learn about that, we have an article on our website that I wrote a while ago, Intro to Sports Betting 101. Explains all that. But either way, I decided to take the future on, Al- on Michigan to win as well, plus 185 for eight units, right? Eight times the size I bet on Texas at 21, uh, eight times the size that I bet on Alabama at 21, 
and four times the size as I bet in Washington at eight to one. So this means no matter what happens now, we are making money. If Alabama wins, we are going to win nine units because you get your unit back and then you have to subtract from the 20 to one, the eight units you laid on Michigan, the two units you laid on Washington and the one unit you laid on Texas. You profit nine units. If Texas wins, same deal, right? Subtract the eight from Michigan, the two from Washington, and the one from Alabama. Profit nine units. If Washington wins, you profit six units. That's the smallest profit you'll have. And you know what? If Washington makes it to the finals, you can probably up that a little bit with a tiny money line, right? We can figure that out later. But if Washington wins, you get essentially 16 to 1 for two units, right? So less than 20 to 1. So you subtract the eight units on Michigan for 16 to 1 and the two units you have on Alabama and Texas that equals six units of profit plus your money back, you bet, on Washington, right? Same deal with Michigan. You get your money back. But you're going to win a total of eight. 10.8 half units because you get paid 14.8 half units being that you had eight units times 1.85 minus out the bets, the four units total on Texas, Alabama, and Washington, you profit 10.8 half units. So to sum it up, Michigan wins, you get 10.8 units of profit. Alabama wins nine units. Texas wins nine units. And if Washington wins six units. So there you go. That's how I like to hedge, and we'll see what happens at the championship game if we want to make a move in case Washington gets through. By the way, Washington did beat Texas last year in their bowl game. All right, that brings up the Army-Navy game. Now, like I said about lines, you want to get ahead of the move easy. Well, anyone with half a brain by now, if you've been betting college football for two or three years, knows the total is going to go under. The total came out at 32 and a half. I didn't even care about the side at the time when the conference championship lines came out about 14, no, 10, 11 days ago, you know, right on that Sunday morning. It came out at 32 and a half. I took the under right away and sent it out. Now it's at 27.5. This thing is starting to get low, man. And it gets lower and lower because the trend keeps hitting and hitting. As a matter of fact, the last 16 years, this game has went under. Just in service academies against each other, being that they're all option teams, the under has gone 43-9-1 in the last 53 head-to-head service academies. Uh, you know, that is amazing stuff. But the total keeps going down and down, and there's bound to be a breaking point. You know, these teams are not that good. <laughs> and they're not that good on defense. Army's defense, 119th in success rate, both at 114th in rushing and passing success rate each. You know, defensive line yards, 124th, while Navy's is 14th, you know. But the worst thing is for Navy is that their offensive rushing success rate is 116, while Army's is 66th. So 
figure that one out. It seems like Army is a little bit better of a rushing team, you would think. But their rushing yards per attempt is pretty close to equal. I think that Navy, even though the schedule on Sagarin shows a little bit uh, easier, still played in a harder conference in general. I mean, Army got to play Boston College, a very terrible run defense. Syracuse is a little bit overrated. UTSA was a little tough, but they got Delaware State, Louisiana Monroe. Troy was tough on them, but they got blown out when they played tough teams. LSU got the over themselves, and Army could even score. But there was some money that came in on Army that I was a little bit confused about. So to be honest with you, I don't know why. I know that Navy's quarterback situation is banged up. Navy's wide receivers are banged up. This team doesn't pass the ball much. As a matter of fact, both teams rank 131 and 132 in percent of passing plays. They run the ball a ton. Now, Army was a little bit more creative uh, in the beginning passing the ball. Navy's got the worst passing success rate, but it's all about really who's going to do it better, and there's going to be some trick plays involved. Okay, Keep that in mind. There will be trick plays involved for these teams. The clock goes very fast in this game, right? I mean, this game lasts two hours and 15 minutes at times. You know, that's how quickly it goes. And I'm curious who's going to be able to punch it in in the red zone. Red zone success rate actually favors Army, 78% to 68%. Those are based on scoring touchdowns. Now, obviously, you have to ask yourself, what has Army done against the better teams? Absolutely nothing. You know, Troy and LSU back-to-back zeros, but then they play UMass. Then they play Air Force somehow, and Air Force doesn't even have uh, their starting quarterback. It's almost like they quit on that game. They did well again in that game. They beat Holy Cross by only three points. And then Coastal Carolina at the very end, they were able to take care of business. I found that kind of interesting that Coastal Carolina uh, choked that game away so poorly uh, before their game against James Madison. <laughs> you know, it was definitely a head scratcher there. But the problem about Coastal Carolina is they can't stop the run really that well either. They weren't prepared for Army. But the Navy will be prepared for Army. This is why I'm very confused about this spread being uh, plus three right now on Navy. I know Army's got a big beast of a quarterback, but Navy has a few quarterbacks. Two are kind of injured, and that was my worry on the Navy side. Their starting quarterback, Levatai, from the beginning of the season, Ty Levatai is questionable but most likely out he hasn't played since october 21st but um xavier arlene played since then and has done pretty well blake horvath was another quarterback that ran for navy that is out for the season who ruined his thumb somehow so yeah there's some questions about the navy quarterback position but they've had a couple weeks now to kind of figure that out right? A couple weeks. And Navy obviously has the new coach that was the defensive coordinator, basically runs the same system. So the handicap in this game, the numbers just do not match up to favor Army. 
You know, they don't. Yards per rush is about equal. Army gives up a hell of a lot more yards per rush at 4.99 than Navy does at 3.57. So I'm very curious about why Navy's the dog in this situation. So I'm probably going to have to play Navy here. I'm just going to do it for one star because I only have two stars on the under. Uh, And I also am not completely sure about the quarterback situation uh, in case Arlene gets hurt, who wasn't even the starter anyway. He was a senior. And, uh, you know, a couple of the other guys, Brandon Woodson is a freshman quarterback who's been running the ball as well. That worries me a little bit. But if you think about them turning the ball over, actually, that also favors Navy as well. Army, negative five in turnover margin. Navy is plus 13. I like Navy to not only cover this spread, probably win this game. Let's take Navy at the plus three for one star and make sure you put a little bit of a sprinkle on that money line at the plus 130. Sprinkle that shit. All right. Now it's time to get into a little NFL Week 14 with our great guest, Mr. Rafael Esparza from Doc Sports. This segment was brought to you by AG1. Why take a bunch of different things when you can just mix one scoop of powder and water once a day? Every scoop is packed with 75 vitamins, minerals, probiotics, and whole food source ingredients of high quality that give me major benefits like gut and mood support, boosted energy, and even healthier looking skin, hair, and nails. If you want to take ownership of your health, try AG1 and get a free one-year supply of vitamin D and five free AG1 travel packs with your first purchase. Go to drinkag1.com slash oddsbreakers or click on our podcast episode description. Now, I'm very happy to welcome back a wonderful handicapper, odds maker, and longtime friend of the show who works on both sides of the window. You know him from his great work at mybookie.com and his great plays and insights at Doc Sports. Very happy to bring back Mr. Rafael Sparza to the Odds Breakers. You can follow him on Twitter at VSI Doc Sports. Raf, what is happening in uh, in Vegas? Uh, you can't blame the heat no more. Are we, are we getting cold now? Uh, it is. I mean, I guess uh, probably everyone's just happy that the F one uh, construction is almost completely done uh, until the next until next year when it's back. So uh, the buzz is, uh, you know, the buzz is now. Super Bowl is going to be in the backyard, so uh, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's going to be a little bit of hectic uh, that week. Uh, so, so I'm gl- I'm just glad that. Uh, I, I'm doing some consulting work for another company, and they want they're actually paying me to go to the do the Super Bowl media week. So uh, I'll be up at Mandalay Bay doing the media week uh, from probably like from 7 a.m. until I told them I'm out at five because I would try to hit the get out of the traffic and I'm not going to any parties. I, I, my past says I can go to Shaq's party and all these parties. I'm like, no, because you know how it is. We, we got to work after when I get home and doing games. I got to do next uh, the next day's games. I do my numbers. So I can guarantee you won't see me at Shaq's party or uh, or stuff like that. So, but you got to you got to grade your bets. Yeah, I mean, your 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 numbers. I mean, yeah. So you don't don't want to go ns, ns, ns with uh, Shaq, and then Shaq will come for about ten minutes at like two a.m. to two thirty. He'll probably wake up from his nap, go go there, and then yeah. go back to bed. You I know, am like, going to have a. Uh, we have two tables for one of the companies, and I'm, one of the tables. It's going to be a prop table. I'm going to see people who are coming by can think of a prop that I will actually post during a media week. So uh, we're trying to figure out how we're going to do the signage or if if we can do a signage saying, Hey, 
do a Super Bowl prop here, uh, pull, like something like that. They're working on that. Oh, man. Well, that's what we've been doing for years with you here, buddy. We're trying to find props. Uh, that's one of our questions. So I know it's early, but I, I think you get more uh, info on the, what's going on in the, you know, obviously in the world and what's hot and what's not uh, during the Super Bowl. Hopefully the Kelsey Swift stuff dies out. I mean, God, I'm going to puke if uh, Kansas City makes the Super Bowl this year. I just can't uh, handle it. The way it. they've been playing, they're not going to make the Super Bowl. So I think we're going to be safe. <laughs> I hope so, my friend. Well, the, I, the way this game goes, sometimes you never know. There's always narratives, but here we are. And lots change because, man, look at all the quarterbacks going down this season, Raph. Um, I mean, it's so funny. Like, you think that they protect the quarterback more, yet you see a ton of injuries. What, what, do you, what are your thoughts on that? And do you have any ways that they can or should have prevented it? Most of the quarterbacks are getting hurt, not in a pocket. So you really can't prevent that. Uh, it's not like they're in a pocket and getting crushed like Carr did uh, on uh, in the Saints Detroit game. But but I mean, like Aaron Rodgers wasn't really pressured or anything. He was a little scramble, and his old legs just gave out as Achilles. But he's at the Achilles factory, so he's getting that fixed uh, really well. And I think a lot of it just has bad luck. Uh, I think a lot of injuries besides the quarterback could be field it could be conditioning or maybe that one extra preseason game uh is effective even though that even though what i'm hearing from the players uh, i was just on a show called hawk talk yesterday it's a seattle seahawks show uh and they were talking about the players want two preseason games they want less preseason games and maybe televise their what college football does televise their scrimmage like red versus White or, or stuff like that, what college football does uh, in the summer of scrimmage games and maybe just sell that where you could just have scrimmage practices and, and televise that with the big helmets. Uh, but I, th- th- there's no way that would work, but uh, the <laughs> players want the players want less games. And, and I think with less games, we're going to have more injuries, I think. That's, I wanted oh. to say that, but I didn't want to say that with two former players uh, <laughs> the, from, from Seattle Seahawks on there because I never played. But I was thinking in my head, how can less games be helpful? Well, it's I mean, not, I think it's it'd be not, hurtful. Well, first of all, most preseasons just play with the stars a little bit. Not one quarterback got injured this year. It's rare when you see a quarterback. I mean, there's key players that happen, but here's the thing. It's like, look at how bad some of the teams came out of the preseason. I mean, the Bengals were terrible. It took them a long time to jump. I mean, teams that really sucked it up a little bit really started cold this year. And of course, of course, if you're a player, you don't want pre. I want I want to work as less as possible. You know, tell tell your bosses out there you want to two days off a week. You know, it's like of course they're going to lean in that direction, but I don't think that fixes it because you know it's still a sport that they decided to add a 17th game in a competitive, uh, you know, type of system. You know, it's very competitive. I think they screwed up with uh, something that was just exposed last Thursday, Raf, and that is. It's harder for quarterbacks because players are not getting open because of the illegal contact. It's like well, it, yeah. the NFL, it, you saw them call it in the Seattle game against the Cowboys, and the, the total went to 70. But it's like people are complaining about it. I was like, wait a second. Maybe it, you have to stop this because scoring is way down and you want more points in the league. Why are you letting defenders grab and tug? And, and then you call it when you feel like it. Call it all game and stop it from the get-go. And then maybe quarterbacks have a little time or less time needed to throw the ball. You know, I think, like you said, they get out of the pocket because nobody's open and they're getting crushed. I think that's exactly it. And if they want to keep the fantasy football happy, it, it kills two birds with one stone. 
Oh, I gotta make those guys happy. Uh, I agree, but at the same time, I also agree that I think the defense, especially the corners and safeties, are getting quicker and bigger. Uh, I think that's probably has a lot to do with maybe the low scoring as well. And I mean, we see this in all other sports. We saw in the NBA, the centers died off. Now, before we saw high scoring, the quarterbacks putting up ridiculous numbers. And that's fading away. And probably a lot has to do with the rule changes. But in every sport, something changes. And, and I think the quarterbacks will come back. Because if you kind of look at it, each all the quarterbacks are not having monster seasons close. Not even no one's close to breaking any uh, records that we've seen in, in years past. Uh, I just think the quarterback the train got a little bit. I think people just did defense and wanted bigger and stronger and faster. They want to lead the uh, lead majors out there. Oh, absolutely, and that's kind of what we went from as a defensive game. Now it's evolved back into it, even with all the the calls that protect the quarterback. It's just making it a, a, a mess. And don't get me wrong, I don't like flags. I'm hoping that calling it immediately in the beginning will start making them actually have to cover and use their skills without wrapping the waist and things like that. I, I'm hoping it ends that, and there, maybe you'll be some less fat flags and more scoring. Don't get me wrong, I think some of the hits that uh, they penalize for are, are absolutely ridiculous. Just call something to make it so the quarterback can get rid of the ball faster and uh, everyone will be happy, in my opinion. But uh, you know, there's just a lot of ways to break it down. You have some good points about how games do change. And yeah, the big man is gone in the NBA. But either way, uh, this is what we have. We have low totals this year. And now rain and weather are certainly in, in snow is starting to affect some of these games, especially this yeah. week, and we'll be talking about that. But, um, Ralph, you know, one of the best things that I've always loved that you do is props, man. You are the best at it, and I love how you come up with props ideas. You have a great place called You Can Bet That that you send me an email uh, daily or possibly weekly. Actually, quite often I get it. And you have some props of lots of things going on in this world. Uh, can you remind us of what that is? And uh, we can maybe get into some of the cool props that you have out right now. Yeah, the site has gotten a lot of love just because people want to see the craziest and funny things. I mean, we, me and you have had this conversation all the time that sports gambling is so serious when you talk to other gamblers. Mm -hmm. I mean, when they lost, the world is ending. When they win, they're the greatest handicap capper or Greta sports better in the world and let me get let me jump on social media because i hit this parlay or whatever and people take it too serious i kind of wanted to bring the jokes out you know how mm -hmm. and stuff like that so the, the newest ones was iconic u.s locations that will see a white christmas uh as people always do that offshores but they always do like london well the eiffel tower and stuff like this i wanted u.s locations so i made a whole bunch of cool places like uh, Lambeau Field, Wrigley Field, uh, Disneyland in California, Disney World in Orlando, where they see snow. Uh, and then, of course, I had to put the Las Vegas Strip at 25 to 1 uh, <laughs> to see to see snow on it. But uh, people really enjoyed that one because, like I said, it, it makes you kind of think like, oh, maybe they will get snow uh, in this one. Uh, this one took a lot of work because the AAA uh, wanted to uh, think about this and all that. Most stolen car in the U.S. during 2024. Hmm. And everyone I talked to, uh, I talked to a lot of people, including my wife and uh, friends of ours, and everyone thought everyone thought it was going to be a car. It's actually a truck. For the past three years, Chevrolet full-size truck has been the number one stolen car. Everyone's like, oh, it's got to be a Honda Civic or a Honda Accord. In the late uh, two, uh, 20, 2000s, 
uh, it was Honda Accord and Honda Civics. Now it's trucks. Uh, everything is about trucks. Uh, Ford, Ford full size, and GMC have all been top three the past five years. So uh, it's it, that was that was an eye opener for me doing that research because I was one of those guys. I'm always got to be a Honda Civic or a Kia or a Hyundai or, <laughs> or something. And no disrespect to those cars, because I know all those owners of Hyundai and Ford, they watch the show, the odds breakers, they tell me it's the best show to watch. So no disrespect <laughs> to you guys. No Enough. disrespect to you guys. But uh, but yeah, I was that one was I love doing it because I, I get to learn and some stuff is just eye dropping that I can't believe either exists or the numbers that I read and stuff like this. This one was one of them. Well, it, that is crazy. I never would have thought that it was a truck myself. Uh, Chevy better get on their uh, security detail here. i very su- surprised. I'm guessing te- Teslas are almost impossible. They probably do a, a, a body anatomy scan in a Tesla by now. Yeah. I don't even know. But uh, that's interesting what you said about the snow. Um, does the snow have to stick on this trip? Because it's not going to stick. But as long as it hits uh, the strip. If it hits, if if the Vegas hits, if it falls on a Vegas trip, I'll probably grade it yes. Okay. Because, okay. Well, that's cool. Yes. They're projected to be, I think, in the 75 or 80s uh, towards the end of December. So well, I don't think it's going to snow. Well, a week before that, you're going to start watching that weather report, see if you have to move that I line been. at all. So. I, I, I have because I see the ticket counts on some of the books that put them up there. And, and there's a couple, Lambeau Field, Wrigley, and I can't think of the other one. I, 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 I I might be asking you for a uh, intern internship or something. Uh, oh, White House, yeah, the White House. Those uh, three have, have the most action on it, so I'm hoping. Oh dear, it's a warm. I'm hoping it's a warm Christmas, not a white Christmas. Well, I'm in Chandler, so uh, I can guarantee the no should be about minus one hundred thousand. But uh, I, I did see it snow in Arizona once, and it was like uh, around New Year's, and it, it hit and melted, but it was little flurries in the air. So be careful. Be careful for people trying to doctor it and take pictures. You know, and have have a yeah. fake background uh, going on. I know. So. On a note that I have uh, weather ch- the Weather Channel must uh, acknowledge snow uh, in that city because uh, right. you go to the weatherchannel.com and you can type all all that stuff in and they'll tell you yes or no. So that's the, the stipulation. No picture sent to my email. Next year I'm gonna put a key of this house in Chandler, Arizona. So yeah, I'll put your house on there. Well, I appreciate you. You're an iconic U.S. location. You'll see some wonderful blow-up kid uh, Christmas decorations there that my my kids love right now. There's a giant uh, big beaver. <laughs> we named him Bucky, maybe because of the Badgers. I don't know. He's a uh, beaver, though. He's so a really, you said beaver. I'm like, if he he's going to say Bucky, I know he is. And, and you. <laughs> You were you corrected my insights of uh, you of that. So. See how good at you are at guessing these props. Good thing you're not betting all the time, my friend. Uh, we'll talk, we'll do more props, me and you, for the Super Bowl shows for sure. But man, uh, speaking of the Super Bowl, uh, did you come up with any prop ideas yet for that? Or are you kind of waiting it out? Uh, I want to think of some interesting Usher ones for halftime. Uh, uh, I think that's probably going to be a little bit interesting just because he's got so many, I don't want to say friends, but so many people he's collaborated. So I think we're gonna, there's no way Usher does a solo Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. I, I understand that Justin Timberlake solo and Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. So I totally understand that. But Usher's done so many collaborations. There's going to be people on stage with him. So I think that one could be a, a fun prop of who's going to, uh, jump on stage is Justin Bieber. I mean, Usher's was Rihanna's uh, solo last year. Uh, yeah, but they wanted her solo because of her pregnancy. They oh, said they okay. had they had other people that wanted to do it, but Rihanna's camp really wanted to focus the baby. So I mean, uh, but I heard they had three or four people lined up ready to go. 
And that one, but they said they wanted to show that hey, pregnant women can still work or whatever. So maybe a prop on that if, was the insight that I got. Well, a longtime contributor to the NFL announcer Brett Musburger obviously is a big man, and what he did for Vison in Vegas and things like that. I wonder if that should be a prop if they mention him sometime during the Super Bowl. Um, they did. I, I will. Will a Las Vegas showgirl be on the fifty yard line? I have that. I have that one ready to go. That's good. Uh, stuff like that. I have. Uh, what's the mayor's first name? The old mayor, not the not the lady. His her husband. I don't will know. He, yeah. Will he? Will he have a um, a martini glass be shown on TV? Uh, of course, Will Davis, uh, the owner of the Raiders, and uh, I'll, I'll do some stuff with them. So it's gonna be fun with Vegas being there and me actually like being there. Uh, on Meteor Row and and seeing who seeing maybe okay wow he's here or I heard he's at MGM maybe he'll right. make an appearance so it's gonna be an interesting being in the thick of the Las Vegas Strip during Super Bowl week that I can actually because the bosses the the two casinos that I'm gonna help out uh, for Super Bowl prop bets they, they gave me a little bit of leeway they said they'll accept any prop bet all the way to that Thursday of the game so that gives me Monday Tuesday Wednesday to think of do prop bets when I'm at Media Row. Sweet, sweet. Maybe total number of casinos that are advertising or hotel casinos in Vegas advertising on a Super Bowl commercial is interesting, too. I'm guessing somebody's going to want to dip their finger in, whether it be the Circa yeah. or Win or or somebody, sure. you know. I, the Mega Circle, it has to be Mega Circle, the greatest sports book that was ever built, the Circa. <laughs> that's, what, that's, how you have to, that's how you have to pronounce them. Exactly. I agree, though. I love the Circa. Uh, well, great stuff, man. We'll be talking more about some props, and I'll shoot you some emails and some ideas as they come into my brain. But either way, Thank we, you. We have the NFL coming up this week, and we'll start with a Thursday game, pretty ugly Thursday game. Uh, we have a, we have a total of thirty. You know, is this is this the Army Navy game? The Army Navy game opened higher than this total. Just to let you know, yes, it is the Patriots at the Steelers. The Steelers are minus six. The total is thirty. What's funny about this is that you you lost a quarterback with the Steelers, and maybe the total should be thirty four if it's pick eight. I don't know. I think it's funny that Mitch is still probably looked at as better than what the Patriots have right now. Yes, I, I was just going to say that. I'm like, oh, I hope he doesn't steal my Trubinsky thunder because oh. he is better than what New ever, whatever New England has. And I know people are going to want to say, oh, it's a bad game. It is going to be a bad game. But if you really just want to cap it, New England can't score in their 2-10 and 10 against the spread this season. I mean, that is awful. And Pittsburgh gets us at home. I can't believe Pittsburgh is still in a hump to maybe even win a division now. Uh, that's uh, Who would have thought that the Baltimore Lamar Jackson would be the healthiest quarterback in this division? I know, right? That's just the weirdest thing because he's the one that usually takes the beatings. Uh, yes. It, it, it's just amazing to me that I think Pickett might be out longer than people think. I think he might be out for the rest of the season, personally. I think they're just kind of keeping it quiet. Uh, he seemed pretty banged up. Yeah, I, there's a couple of quarterbacks I'm hearing that we might not see uh, play uh, anymore. Pickett's one of them. Guy in New Orleans, Carr might be one of them. He got, I mean, con second concussion, shoulders all jacked up, and uh, his ribs are uh, all jacked up as well. So, let's say if they lose to Carr, well, I'm sure we're going to talk about this game. I don't want to mention anything about the Saints, but, yeah, if it's, it could be a very, very long day on Bourbon Street. <laughs> oh, oh, for sure. We'll get to that. I mean, I my handicap in this game, is, I don't really have one. Um, I think that no. I, I would take the Patriots if I had to. I lost on them last week in a contest. I pushed because I got the six early personally, and that 
you know what I've been graded on. But man, it's it's an ugly situation because I I hate both teams. Uh, I think they're both fade teams in ways for me. I, I do like the Patriots defense and they can stop the run. But believe it or not, they've been really weak against the pass. And I think there's a chance that Mick, Mitch starts slinging that ball. Sometimes you get up there and you're like, man, what is going on with Mitch? He's got a great first read. You know, I think Deontay Johnson will probably be his first read picking sometimes, but I would maybe look for a prop on Deontay Johnson um, and see if uh, that one maybe could be a little bit low. We'll see. It depends on the way. Yeah, I mean, that, that makes a lot of sense. And people will ask, well, but, oh, but trends on this game. You have to throw trends out on this game because mm-hmm. you figure trends on this game had two healthy quarterbacks and trends are probably still equal up with Tom Brady was was in here. The only one that really – hit me in the face it was new england i think was one in 12 against the spread as an underdog i mean i thought that was uh, a little bit shocking uh when i when i saw that i think right. what, yesterday and stuff like that but for me i'm on the other side with you if i had to bet it uh with kiev's uh, little kids college funds i would probably take the six with pittsburgh because uh, i think i think they will be able to run the ball and that's what pittsburgh does well they run the ball now do they sling it and score points no but they they, they could get, get on a hot streak running the ball but i want no I, I can guarantee you i'll probably watch elf for the maybe a hundredth time or the christmas story or or something than watch this new england uh, pittsburgh Steelers game because it's gonna be awful good call on that one let's move on to the next game detroit versus the bears bears are plus three the total is up to 44. Wow. And I'm a little surprised wow. because the weather took this total down. And now I'm looking. It still says chance of rain. Still 19-mile-per-hour winds. Well, wow. Uh, what are your thoughts on this one? My original thoughts were, wow, if I can get maybe plus four like some places had and all that, why not take a shot at the Bears? I'm tired of people saying, oh, but the Bears are playing for draft picks. Washington's playing for draft picks. This team's playing for draft picks. You know what? Those players on the field are playing for contracts. And if you're the Bears, you're going to have a whole new management probably come in again. Uh, you you want to play for the next team that maybe sign you or trade for you and all that. So I like the Bears, and I'm not, I don't trust Detroit's defense. I do not trust their defense. They let the Falcons or the Saints, who have a horrible red zone offense, go. What was it four for four or five for five last uh, last week? I'm not sold on Detroit's uh, uh, defense, uh, and the Bears get us at home. If there is weather, that's probably better for our Bears. Uh, betters, I like the plus points. I'm going to wait uh, right before kickoff to see if I can get a better number. Uh, and, and I've been telling people, I think Green Bay wins this division. The, the way they've been playing and the way the Lions' defense has showed up, uh, have not shown up, uh, keep an eye out for that one. And that might be something to look at at futures uh, for maybe Green Bay to win that division with five games left. But I like the plus points here. I like the Bears. Uh, I liked them more when it was rainy. But I, I still like them because of Aline McNeil going on IR, their big run yes. stopper. And uh, we still don't know a lot about uh, – Anzalone, uh, Alex Anzalone, their their linebacker, the, the big mm-hmm. mullet. Uh, Got to love that mullet flying in the air, right? Uh, you know, he he's might not be swarming because he missed last game and he's questionable again for this game. And I don't know if he's going to make it. Frankie Ragnow has been ruled out of last game against the Saints, so who knows what their center is going to be doing? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think the Bears have improved and they're the quietly improving team. They're number one in rush. 
uh, rushing yards per attempt tied with uh, on defense, I mean. And they're a pretty good offensive rushing team. And Fields doesn't sling it well down the field. And obviously, if he turns the ball over, this completely changes in Lions cover. But you have to just expect 0-0 turnovers. And I expect... Uh, I expect the Bears to cover or win this one outright. So I'm a plus three. I, I took it at plus four early on Sunday. Uh, actually, on Monday morning. I missed. I I missed that number. I was. Uh, I I, th- I knew it was four, and I the day got away from me, and I sat down Monday night to do my live Monday night football show over at Docs, and I was when I was preparing. I'm like, son of a. I almost like cussed on air because I'm like, oh man, I forgot about that. And oh, I was driving. Was I was driving, and I'm like, I just made. My first two plays were the Bills plus three and the Bears and, and the over in like some game. I can't remember. And then I'm just driving. I'm like, man, the Bears is plus four. What is going on with that? It's like they start thinking, hey, man, Lions hurt. They improve. I, I pulled over to made the bet. <laughs> That's rare when I do Boys that, and girls, <laughs> do not bet while you're driving. Do Boys not bet while you're it's, driving. It's, 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 it's second. To, it's almost as worse as not drinking driving, but maybe third worst, but. but. It's terrible. It's terrible, and you won't be alive to see your bet anyway. So there you go. Why bother? Uh, (laughs) Next game, uh, we'll make that official play, too, uh, for the Bears for two stars. Next game, we're going to move on to the Texans at the Jets. And this one crashed down a little bit. The Jets are plus four and a half. The total is 33. Now, I'm looking at the weather here. It says likely rain, 16-mile-per-hour winds. That favors dogs and rushing teams. Uh I think that the Jets only can run the ball, <laughs> but can the Texans stop them, my friend? What are your thoughts? Yeah, here's the one. Again, if there's weather involved, wait. Maybe you can get that plus five. Because you know the pub, the public's going to be all over CJ and Houston Texans just because yeah. they're probably the second or third flavor of, of the week. Uh, I myself have a crow that's marinating in the fridge. Because the way the Texans and CJ Stroud, which I ripped all season long, because he's he's an Ohio State quarterback, and I don't think Ohio State quarterbacks can play in the league. He's making me eat crow. So when they make the playoffs, at least the crow would be marinated nice when I put it on the grill when I have to eat it. Uh, I'm still blown away in how well they've been playing uh, Houston. I'm looking to play the Jets on this spot, but I'm still blown away on how Houston's played all season long. I just think weather. And you said the Jets will probably be able to run the ball if it's sloppy and ugly. I think there's value of the total. If they're still seeing rain right now, 32 and a half, I think there's value still on that. What, uh, it, this early weather stuff always worries me a little bit. I, I It is Wednesday. We should be a little bit more informed by now, Thursday. I, I think there will be still weather here. It might have already passed the Midwest by then. But uh, why go back to Zach Wilson? Um, I know your other two are garbage, and you proved it to everybody, and I called that out, and that's why I was on Miami and was happy about that. But now that you the re, it's almost like the story got re-released. The locker room hates Wilson. I'm like, well, that was last year's story, yet you played him for like, what, eight, nine weeks. It's like, what's the deal here? It, does your locker room hate him or not? And if so... What are you doing putting them back in? I, I you, you should just have some dude off the street in that case if they're not going to play for the guy. There's just so many weird mixed messages in this. I don't know what to believe, Raph. Yeah, I, I agree. But like I said, I'm not going to double mortgage the house. I, I'm looking to play this number as a number alone, not the logo on the helmets or I, if there's weather involved and uh, and a number and the public's going to be all over 
the f- uh, third flavor of the uh, of the NFL right now. I, I'm looking just to play a good number that you can probably get value. If if the rain's not there and I and the number doesn't move what I'm looking at, then this is a hard pass, and I'll just walk and I'll just read the box score later. Fair enough, I agree. I um I, I the Jets are the better running team, yet they allow, believe it or not, a little bit more yards rushing than uh, Houston. It sounds like one of those. Matches where if the weather is really bad, the, the dog is a really good play. So I'm going to wait on this like you. Uh, let's move on to the Rams versus the Ravens. And the Ravens are minus seven. The total is 40. Now, Ravens East Coast, you know that the weather is going to be hitting them as well. I've been back and forth on this. One thing I will say is the Ravens are still a beautiful teaser leg to me. What are your thoughts, buddy? Uh, well, a, I'm not a big teaser fan because uh, teasers paid my bonuses a lot when I was working in casinos. But I, I could understand completely why. I mean, put, getting them to either a pick them uh, if you're doing a seven or a one on a six, even though some Vegas books and some online books ridiculously crush you on juice now at six and six and a half on a juice on teasers. Uh, but I understand it. And this is a game like, yeah, if there's weather involved, I mean, no matter what, weather involved or nice weather, I think Baltimore wins this game i want nothing to do with the rams if there's weather involved especially the way the quarterback will probably play in, the, in bad weather and both of his really stark uh red receivers puka and all them they're all not 100 percent. i mean i know puka is questionable for shoulder but all his really nice targets that he loves are not 100 percent. so that that probably puts a little cap tamper on what i want to do for me it's baltimore or nothing on this one but i would say again here's another one look at the total if there is going to be weather involved Thanks for poo-pooing on my teaser parade, Raph. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. You, you asked the casino guy. There's one. Hey, if you shop, there's one tens out there. Believe it or not, you have to shop really well. well. The most, but you know, there's more. Less, there's oh, less there's, minus one tens. There is much more. less, much less, my friend. Uh, the good days of those are over. But anyways, I, I mean, I think that the rain helps the Baltimore run game more than the Rams. Now, I will say, Kyron Williams is a stud, and he proved it. But he also did it yes. against the Cardinals team that's pretty bad against the run. <laughs> Unfortunately, the Steelers couldn't do that. But either way, the the fact that you have Lamar running the ball. Now, Lamar, it, it, please do not let him dance around John Harbaugh when they're up by 13 points. Don't, do not let him throw in the ball around because he has blown so many games just allowing that crap. They did it against the Col- uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh, they did it against, I thought it was uh, the Chargers. I, I have to remember. It, but either way, they, it was like a head scratcher uh, what John Harbaugh does sometimes. I, he's, the, he's, the, he's the dumbest best coach is what I say. <laughs> the dumbest good coach in my opinion because I think he doesn't know how to finish games at times. But um, either way, I, I lean Baltimore. I'm kind of hoping it goes down and down and then I'll like Baltimore more for a side. Right now it's just a lean. Next game we have... And I have to pull my on screen back up. Uh, Carolina Panthers versus the Saints. The Saints are minus five total, 37 and a half. This one's in nowhere land, isn't it, Raph? Yes. This is my heart and eyes are battling right now. I would love to see Carolina win this and see what happens Monday morning in, 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 in New Orleans. Do they fire DA? Do they fire the offensive coordinator? Do they bench? I mean, or, or do they. Bench and go with Hayner from the Fresno State 
big quarterback because uh, you cannot lose this one because and let's say if Atlanta wins again now they're up more on the division you can't lose to a one team that you already have rumors or the coach is gone or whatever there's grumblings in the locker room but at the same time I think there's really good value on the Saints with this one with Jamison as the quarterback you could probably sling it he's a little bit more mobile than Carr so I don't think if the offensive line which has been bad all year he'll be able to uh, run around and maybe find open receivers they're probably going to use uh their fullback uh, Taysom probably a little bit more with Jameis like they did uh, when Jameis was starting uh, when he was a starting quarterback I think there's value of the Saints I like them but at the same time boy I love I love me you know me I love me some uh, NFL controversy I'd love to see Carolina get their second their second win and I think I'll be just scrolling t- Twitter all Monday morning to see what happens in New Orleans because something will happen they lose the Panthers yeah, did they play the Panthers yet? I think they did. They won 20 yeah, to 17. It was one of those where they probably should have covered, and that was in Carolina. Carolina was a little, believe it or not, even worse then. But Dennis Allen, I think, is a terrible coach. Um, no, I, he's gone. I, yeah, he's. I, I, he was. I, I've won money betting against him this year because of his coaching. And, I mean, what Carolina has, like, with Wright gone and Brown taking over, it's just hard to figure them out, too. I will say that I got I, – when they were down by 11 points and I was sitting there late to the party, went betting Carolina plus three and a half. I was like, yeah, I guess scoring, get a two point. Well, they actually did. I was shocked. I want a coin flip on that one, but it was hell to do it because once, once they started doing something on offense, their defense just gave out massive play last week and Carolina is bad and they deserved it. They are bad, but the saints shouldn't be laying past three points on anyone. The saints are kind of crawling into my bad team where you, the rule is always take the points when two bad teams play each other. The question to me is, is Olave the only guy? Is Shahid going to play? Michael Thomas is out. Carr is so banged up. And Jameis Winston, if Jameis Winston is ever laying past three and a half points to anybody, just shut your eyes and not look at the teams like you said, take the number. You know, so that's how you play it. Yeah, like I said, my eyes and heart are do, doing two opposite things. My wallet's shut for this game. Is like, we're not opening up for this game. My wallet's shut right now, but uh, we'll see what happens. I think Carr is just so beat up, even if he plays. Uh, next I don't think he plays. I don't think he plays all the the, the rest of the year. Okay. Well, there you go. Then five is probably good. Uh, Colts versus Bengals. Bengals plus one. Total is forty four. Wow, a lot of changes happened with this since the look ahead was yes. the, the Colts, you know, almost three. And then the Bengals come out of nowhere and beat the Jags. Now, they were perfect precision. Things were working. Uh, reps were shutting their eyes. There was all kinds of great things that happened, including for the Bengals, meaning the injuries and everything, too. But now the Colts are pretty low. What were your thoughts on this one? Total 44. Kids, put earmuffs on right now because I'm giving the Indianapolis Colts the double bird. Because I had Tennessee plus one last week, and they missed an extra point for me to cash my ticket, and I lose in overtime. So I'm mad at Garner. They got two punt blocks, and I was on minus one yes. for the Colts, and I was shocked to win that one. So, yes. so I was on the other <laughs> side. So now my double bird are with Garner Minshew and you. So and the Colts. So there's three of them, but. Yeah, I'm totally blown away on Cincinnati. Granted, they were a, they were a book saver uh, uh, on Monday night because they crushed a lot of teasers and parlays because suicide pools with Jacksonville and, and all that. I was just really shocked at how poised 
Cincinnati's offense look. I mean, I know the quarterback and stuff like that, but the way the offense just ran through him, uh, I, I was really shocked on how well that happened. Granted, both defenses were awful uh, that night as well. I'm going to take the Bengals on this one. I just think that could be a nice rally uh, for them. And uh, again, maybe because my heart and wallet are st- is still given a double bird with Minchu and, uh, and the Colts for beating the Tennessee Titans last week. But I just like the way that team's probably going to rally around what the Bengals did on offense uh, on Monday night, winning on the road at a tough Jacksonville place. I have Cincinnati by one, minus 0.75, actually. So it's really in nowhere land. I'm going to say that the Colts have a terrible red zone, and it would have been a lot better if Anthony Richardson was there for the red zone because he can just will it in and pound it in himself. But I just don't think that enough field goals are going to make sense if Jake Browning's going to be playing. Like I almost think the the uh, injury to Burrow kind of set this team, gave them a sense of urgency. If I want to like say it right, I, I think that they were kind of just thinking they were going to make the playoffs with Burrow, and you see how lazy they were. And now they're like, "Geez, now we have to play," and they did. They showed up last week, and even if Lawrence wasn't injured, I was a little. I, I think they, there's a chance they lost that game. I think that this is a perfect pick em. I'm staying away from it, but I do understand your Bengals play with the momentum they have, and I it would not shock me to see that effort again on Sunday. But right now – I'm picking – I like Jake Browning, and I'm hoping he has another great game, 300-plus yards, because you know what I'm going to tweet out after the game? Do we have a quarterback controversy in Cincinnati? <laughs> oh, please, don't go there. Don't you dare. I will disown your all Twitter. The who days, all the who days would be all over that. I will disown your Twitter. No, I'll retweet it for you. And then, then just... <laughs> all right. Next game, we have the Tampa Bay Bucks against the Atlanta Falcons. The Falcons are minus two and a half. Of course, they're minus two and a half. Every spread in the Falcons is either plus two and a half or minus two and a half. You can't get away from it, ref. Total 39 and a half. What do you have? I, I, have, a, I have a nice ticket for the Atlanta Falcons to win a division. Before the season started, I did a whole, whole bunch of shows for in New Orleans Saints shows and stuff like that and got a lot of hate mail and death threats saying, I can't believe you think the Dirty Birds. We have the easiest schedule. Saints win. They're going to have double-digit wins. Remember when the Saints, oh, the easiest schedule in the NFL, easy division win. Now look at them. And I like the Falcons at home. And you're right. <laughs> Can we give them – give them a three. Why do we have to give them a two and a half? Just give, give them a three. I would love to see a three just because I would like to see that a different number uh, next to them. I like the Falcons. They played a little bit better at home. Uh, Baker's starting to show Baker <laughs> stuff on the field. So uh, I think Atlanta Falcons – whoever runs the ball wins this game. And I love the way Atlanta Falcons ran the ball against – uh, the Saints, uh, how they were able to run the ball last week in the second half. They started off a little bit slow, but in the second half, they were able to uh, give me the Falcons on this one at home. So I agree that the Falcons should win this game. I'm worried that they're a little banged up on the secondary and Baker Mayfield's. That's where he can take advantage. I think the Falcons have a great advantage running the ball with the injuries to Tampa. And I think that the other side has an advantage, too. I'm just going to pull up Tampa's injury report again just to remind myself what I was thinking when I looked at it. I believe that uh, 
Uh, yeah, Levante David still questionable. Their linebacker yes. De- Devin White still questionable. Their linebacker as, as well as the third, uh, second string guy uh, KJ Britt back has been ruled out for the remainder of the Sunday's game. So I just don't know what I'm going to get over here from Tampa. Uh, Tampa's a great teaser leg in my opinion. I haven't paired them up yet with anybody myself. Uh, I think that they're going to keep it close because I, I mean. Baker Mayfield, as much as the dude gets you know banged up and beat up, you can the kid's trying his ass off out there, and he's making some good plays. and And Evans is an absolute beast. And if they find yes. some weakness in the secondary, they're playing with fire up their ass too because they don't want to give up either. They're trying to hold this division. I think this is almost like a playoff atmosphere in itself. So I'll be teasing Tampa. Not sure if I like him on the side yet uh, until I find out more information about the linebackers and that might just move the line itself if you're not quick to i think that's why atlanta wants to be able to establish the run to keep that combo of baker and evans off the field uh, and i think if, if the tampa if uh tampa can't stop the run that's why i'm leaning more i'm hoping this number comes down so tease it really big so i would love to get two uh, i don't think so most likely the betting public will probably bet the falcons uh, we might see a three uh, I haven't seen a significant amount of action. Right now, the NFC South is probably getting the least amount of action uh, a oh, week after week. I can say so. that. Well, that's true. Uh, good stuff. Way to call that out. I will say that the Falcons, um, that you you nailed it. I think that's how they're going to try to control the game, and that's what they should be doing. Uh, I, I what, The Ritter has been better. He, he's playing better now. It's so good that Heineke's not going to come back in yet by any means soon. So... Yeah, is AJ Terrell going to play? Uh, Mike Hughes, if if they both play, then man, it, it, it would be a little bit worrisome for Tampa. But I think that I think that it's just going to be an amazing. I think it's a three point game no matter what. Let's move on to the next game. Uh, the C actually I missed the Jaguars versus the Browns. The Browns are laying three and a half. The totals. Th- Here's another great total for you: thirty point five. Raf, you know, um, uh, <laughs> name me the starting quarterback for this game. Go. <laughs> uh dtr maybe <laughs> joe flacco uh cj bethard bethard is not good so uh, no, i mean no. i mean my biggest worry is miles garrett miles garrett is eating bethard for breakfast and then the third string coming in uh, you know that's yeah. I, I you know what's funny i'm i knew this was going three and a half i knew it i knew it monday i knew it tuesday here we are I knew it, but I didn't bet it because I still don't like Stefanski, and he's been killing me the last three weeks. He's been my teaser crutch, to be honest with you. I don't know how. I don't know how they're blowing games like this, but I don't trust Flacco. Flacco looked pretty good for the first game back. I think that fades a little bit. Uh, you know, he also blew the game too. It's like he threw that interception. It's like there's this is so ugly. Uh, close your eyes and take the uh, the points, but I'm not taking the points. I, I just think that it wouldn't shock me if this is 13 to three on either side, buddy. Yeah, I, I agree. It's no play for me at all. A box score uh, reader, not even maybe a watch, unless for some reason there's rumors that Trevor Lawrence is going to play. I don't. There's. I don't think that's happening. But uh, it's it's take the points or no play for me, and and the total. I couldn't. There's no way I can play the NFL Iowa total, uh, so it's it's bad for me on that one. By the way, we do have the Falcons to make the playoffs as well at plus one eighty. So I'm hoping for you on that side. Uh, let's move on to the Seahawks versus the Niners, and the Niners is minus ten and a half. The total is forty seven. Finally, a good game, a good division game. It's funny you look at the spread and you're thinking this ain't a good game. Well, actually, it pretty is because the Niners are just beating the crap out of teams putting their foot down they always seem to do it too early though 
But either way, uh, the Seahawks have been exposed a bit. Second division game, I always look towards the dog, though, yet I can't get there because my number's bigger. My number's like 13 and a half. I, I, I can't get there, dude. I know I don't, I don't like laying big points. I don't like laying big points on a team that won against a team that lost either. There's just so many red flags for me uh, betting that it's Niners, so I'm staying away. I am the only thing that kind of scares me. I actually made this number San Francisco 12 and a half. So my number compared to number now, there's it shows that there's value. But you said division game, maybe a hangover effect with San Francisco, how they blew out the Eagles. Uh, I think the most impressive part was that they blew out the Eagles during weather. You figure uh, California California teams that go to the East Coast with weather uh, could be a disadvantage but it didn't look at the, like a disadvantage for me <laughs> with San Francisco using all their weapons I just think San Francisco just scored right now against the Eagles they while did. we're, uh, while we're taping this yeah, they, they just scored McCaffrey just scored but yep. yeah I, I want to take the 49ers uh, on this one because I think there's value but I, I can't lay double digits uh, on this one uh, and, and Geno Smith uh, and, uh, and this team, we everyone thought, oh, he got the contract. You're going to move up a little bit. I was telling people, I think they take a step, a small step backwards, not a big step, but a small. And it's going to show, I think, when the season's over, uh, the Seahawks took a small step backwards. Uh, but San Francisco, best team in the NFL right now. Why would you bet against them? Right, the Niners can be exposed in their secondary, and that's why I'm not betting on them too. I, I know that their pass rush will make their secondary play a little bit less exposed, let's say. And that's and they have the best pass rush in the in the league. But if Gino can just get extra time, DK Metcalf, Smith and the Jigba should be good out of the slot. Maybe a prop on Smith and the Jigba. Uh I think I see a path to backdooring this for Seattle for sure. So I'm staying away from it. Uh next game we have the Vikings at your Los Angeles, uh, Los Angeles, Las Vegas Raiders, Raph, and the total is forty. Is is it your Raiders team or no? No, I don't have. I don't have an NFL team. You're not claiming this team. And, and I, no, and I did, I did a show last night or was it two nights ago? And they could not believe. They did not believe me when I said Vegas is a hockey town first. Uh, and not a Raider town yet. They're like, oh, but the NFL is the, NFL's the best of the best. And it doesn't matter. Uh, the, the Raiders would need to win a Super Bowl to even come close to the popularity. The NFL's the for show. The, the truth is the hockey, for sure. It's the Knights. Yeah. That's yeah. how it is for the locals in Vegas. And, and after this game, they're going to be like, "Why would, this is why we like the Knights over the Raiders. I like Minnesota in this one. Uh, I, I think the... The love fest of the Raiders and a new hey, let's do let's do this for his new head coach, defense, and stuff like that. It's getting a little bit healthier. I, I think this is a nice spot for the Vikings to steal a, a road victory. I, I'm not playing it myself, but I think it's a nice spot. I think the, the Vikings know, uh oh, Green Bay's on our tail. Uh, Detroit, we can still beat Detroit if they lose one another game uh, and stuff like that. I think there's a, a game. I know Dobbs has shown Dobbs material. He's out only there good when he be, first uh, gets to the team, and then when he has to use yeah. his genius brain to learn stuff, he probably picks it apart in his brain and messes up. I don't know what he does, but for a smart guy, he's like the way he fumbles that ball has not been good. But can a Purdue quarterback win at home, which they lost to Kansas City, which the Jets should have beat the, the Raiders? Was it was it two weeks ago or three weeks ago at home? Uh, after I watched that game, I actually I'm going to actually say I rewatched that game uh, 
a couple of days ago just because I wanted to see, wow, did the Jets really have a chance to win that game? And they actually did have multiple chances to win that game. Uh, I know, Lou, they looked good against the Giants, what, four weeks ago at home, but that was the Giants uh, that had nobody there. Uh, I like the Vikings. I can't believe I'm saying that. I like the Skull on the road uh, in, in Vegas. I took the over, and I'll give that out as well as a play over 40 at two stars. Now, I I do I will say the Vikings D has gotten better and a lot better. It's kind of quietly better. And the Raiders now have Antonio Pierce leading this team, which I like him a lot more than you know who, McDaniels. Yes. I, I think that's great. But I also think they kind of were able to scheme some offense up in these last two weeks. I think that Dobbs is he, he's going to be boomer bust, but his busts are other scores for the other team. So I think it drives it's going to drive that number up a little bit. I mean, my number's like 45 in this. It's not like a massive difference. It's big enough, actually, for it, – it's that's the algorithmic number, by the way. It's not like um, exact. It, it just, my, total, my total is 44. Okay. I to see. I, I, when you said yours, I wanted to see what I made it. <laughs> well, sweet. sweet. I'm, glad you, I'm glad you were close. Uh, you know, they're both over. It's – I could see ways they go under because, you know, the Raiders might just run the ball. But, uh, you know, Aiden O'Connell, like you said, Purdue quarterback, he, he can be pretty, uh, uh, let's just say, with the ball, not careless with the ball. He, he can be a little careless with the ball, I would say. I, I've seen that plenty of times from him in college and a little bit not so far. I do like him better than Jimmy G. And remember the uh, was it the chicken ranches? Jimmy that gave- G still plays there? Well, well, the chicken ranches gave them him free uh, visits for yes. his life. Is is he just going to now sit there? And are they still going to let him do that? I, I, I'm curious about that. Uh, I don't know, but that's a, that's a very interesting. I used to go there and hand out doc schedules in the, like in the, was it the <laughs> late '90s, early 2000s. I, I know I was working at New York, New York, because uh, one of that's another story. That's another story. <laughs> but uh, in all seriousness, I think that's funny. But I I, I like the over. I at three, nah, it's not really nothing I want to get involved in. A little money came back on the Raiders, too. Is that two and a half? And it goes to three. And I think it's kind of balancing between those two numbers. Um, the Bills at the Chiefs. Now, this thing's down again. And I did yes. say that I did bet it at three. The total's 40 and a half. The wrong side was. So did I. I'll tell you that's That's one of my plays for the week was the Bills. I, I took the plus three already. Well, I'm not selling it. Kansas City team. What do we do now? Are you going to still give this out, or what do you think at one and a half? No, I, I probably if I still think they could easily win this game. Buffalo's gone gone there before and won. It's not like uh, the Kingdom uh, of Arrowhead is, is is a tough place to win a, a steal a road victory. It's not. We've seen the Raiders win and drive around the stadium after they <laughs> after they won. Uh, so it's not like it's a, a hard place. I, I can if, if if I'm betting it now, may. Maybe just take the money line on it and just shoot, roll the dice with it instead of just hey plus one hundred. It's even plus, yeah. But at plus three, I like I had to because this is going to be a close game and I don't see either team blowing out. I, I could see a field goal type game, uh, overtime game on this one. That's why I took the plus three. Uh, but I want nothing out of Kansas City right now. I mean, if they're not scoring as much like we've seen them in the past, Patrick Mahomes is not playing like MVP Mahomes, unless you're Chris uh, Collinsworth, who thinks uh, uh, Patrick Mahomes is the greatest uh, gift of, of NFL football. Uh, but I'm just not sold on them. 
I love Buffalo. Even though I don't think Buffalo is going to make the playoffs, even if they win this game, I think Buffalo is going to be on my couch watching uh, the NFL playoffs. But I still think they can win this game, so we can all talk about maybe Buffalo is back. They come in, win against Kansas, Kansas City. I still think Patrick Mahomes is the greatest gift, as Chris Collinsworth would say. But uh, I, I like Buffalo. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Maybe it's my bias towards them, but the truth is I'm always on Buffalo this game because they have their number. It's just like one of those situations like Washington versus Oregon. Washington has their number. You know, it's just it, they match up well somehow that some people can't even notice or see. Uh, Washington really was their trenches that they did just as well against Oregon, I thought, and uh, the way that they exposed Oregon secondary. But looking, going back to this, it's the same thing. Buffalo, and this is why I took plus three and a half against the Eagles, they're going to score. Them as a dog is great. Now, laying p- points with Buffalo? No. Any any team can backdoor Buffalo. But when you get them as a dog, you take them. But now it's one and a half. I'm not going to give it out one and a half. But I'm going to say this is a great teaser leg to partner with uh, Tampa or something like that. So there you go. That's what I would do if I had to rebet this in this situation. Next game, uh, Denver Broncos at the L.A. Chargers. L.A. minus two and a half. Total 44. What do you do with this one, Raph? I wish I could do a prop and I wish I was able to find out fans of who's in the stadium and who's not the stadium because I would put a prop at who would have more fans at the stadium, Broncos or Chargers? Because I think there's going to be a lot of orange in, in that stadium than Charger fans. It's just Chargers defense is awful. Uh, I mean, granted, I had a little Denver money last week and Russell Wilson threw that interception uh, late uh, that cost me that. But I still like the way uh, Denver's playing, even at the bad loss for uh, – with a bad throw at Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is playing much better than we saw at the beginning of the season. So, and I like to be able to run the ball against this Chargers uh, a defense. Granted, ooh, six nothing. Yeah, they played the Patriots. So I, I'm throwing that game out when I was handicapping and looking at numbers. I threw this. I threw that game out. Uh, it was weather was involved. It was the Patriots. I threw it off like it was a scrimmage game. I didn't even want it in my in my stats and stuff like that. But. I like Denver in this spot. I think they're, uh, they're, they're just the overall better team. And, and if you're Jim Harbaugh, you're like, well, maybe I won't go to the Chargers. Maybe the Bears is a better spot. I have I have to go by more recent ratings because Denver is not the team you saw the first three or four weeks. They're a much improved team, yet the Chargers are more injured than they were the first few weeks. Uh, I, I think Denver wins this game. Um it's almost kind of like when you go two medium teams play each other. Another stupid rule I have. Two medium teams, you take the better coach. I'm sorry, but Peyton's a better coach, a lot better. And he's going to be able to scheme. And you made a great, great point about the home field advantage. There is going to be a lot of Denver people in L.A. And it's a very short flight. And I think uh, I think Denver wins this game. I think they kind of get back on the bandwagon. I know that they, in their minds, they had the Texans on the back of their heels for a while and just kind of failed on that. I like Denver to win this. I love them as a teaser leg even more. But right now, uh, I would still take Denver. I'm going to wait to see if I can get a three, though, because I'm greedy. And uh, that's how you should feel as a sports better. If you think you get my head, yes. you got to yes, take Yes, I agree. There's Grab no- a three if you can get it. Yeah, you don't rush into two and a half because you can always find a two and a half if needed. And if it gets down to one and a half, you're going to shop around and get a two. There's no, no no worries about that because if you're going to lose on a three, you're going to lose on a three. And, it, and waiting it out is worth it, in my opinion. Uh, here's the game of the week. The Eagles at the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are now three and a half minus 102 
I'm seeing here at DraftKings, the total is 52. That's a big total, Raph. What are your thoughts on this? I think the 49ers, one thing they expose the Eagles, once you get past their linebacking crew, they're secondary. Can't tackle, and it's awful. And I think that's why they signed. I uh, can't think of the Colts' former uh, linebacker. They just, they just signed. Uh, help me out. Who did the Eagles just oh, signed? Shaq Leonard. Yes. I think that's why they signed him right away after the 49er game because they're like, oh, we need some help on tackling and, and pass that. I don't think it helps again because this is in Dallas, and Dallas' offense at home could put up some, uh, some very, very lopsided uh, scoreboards uh, watching if you're looking at that. They put up some big numbers. I think this, this is going to be an over game. That's why the total is 52. My brother's probably doing backflips as work right now because he's a big Dallas fan. I, I just don't trust the secondary and corners of the Philadelphia Eagles. I think uh, Dak Prescott, who's all of a sudden getting so much love as MVP, and people, he is not getting love on MVP because of his work on the field. He's getting love on MVP because of money that's coming in. Uh, but uh, I like the Dak Prescott and the Cowboys to win this one. Yeah, I was going back and forth with Todd Furman a little bit on Twitter today about this. Uh, you know, the Eagles had the easiest schedule last year, and they are also very easy. They also remain quite healthy. And don't get me wrong, they're still a very good team, a great team last year. But part of it was remaining healthy, and I think that with the injuries now, they're a terrible defense. They're like the they're like the NFC Buffalo Bills. In my opinion, you know, they have some offense, but here's the thing. Wow, Bill's Mafia, he said that, not me. Uh, don't tell anybody. Well, you did. Too late. <laughs> uh, right, so, I mean, the my Cowboys, my Cowboys, the Cowboys, and they're not my Cowboys, but they have a lot of points. Uh, my algorithm's way off on this. It has the Cowboys blowing them out. But the truth is, is that both teams finish bad teams differently. The Cowboys will just keep going, and the Eagles just run the clock out. You know, fourth and one. They they love fourth and one. You know, so it's like hard to see what the true middle is. My opinion is that the middle is still past three and a half. But I'm not going to take three and a half right now. <laughs> it's no way. No, I'm, I'm not betting three and a half. I'm going to wait and, and pray for the gambling gods to drop it, get that half a point out. Uh, but yeah, I agree. I'm not laying the three and a half. I like him still at three and a half, but my money's not touching the three and, and a half. Find those uh, jersey books, baby. Find those heavy jersey books. Those uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania books, yep. right? Uh, yeah, you know, I think you might get a couple threes. I, I think that I think this should be a four, four or five point favorite with all the beat up defense, maybe even six. Uh, I'm not going to take. I, I, I would rather take a money line parlay or or just lay the money line with Dallas, which would be what minus two twenty something like that. Uh, yeah. Minus one eighty actually, that's not bad. I, I bet UFC fights like that. You know why would I not bet the Dallas at minus one eighty? So I'd rather do that, but it is what it is. Uh, the Cowboys are just the better team right now. They're they're getting healthier. I know they lost Vanderesh, but so what? Uh, they lost Diggs, but man, they they have some studs. Just been showing up. Uh, what's his face on the D backs? His their defensive back that's just been uh, ball hawking over there. His uh, uh, name kind of uh, Tyler Smith is it? Uh, I don't know. Oh no, that's sorry. It, it's it's uh, Bland. That's it. Deron Bland. He has a great uh, sense for where the ball's going to go, and I think that they're going to try to get Devontae Smith open, but Bland might be able to shut him down. If he's not on A.J. Brown, it's just going to be a fun game. But I think this is the one the Cowboys have been just waiting for. And the Cowboys are off the bye. You know? 
Yeah. The Cowboys are safe. Yeah. The Eagles are going through their gauntlet right now. And I it, it, it's it feels like a big spread, but I think it's a big spread for a reason. I'm not taking it, but I'm going to be watching this for sure. Let, let's go to the Monday night games. There's two of them. The Titans versus the Dolphins. Here's another massive spread. Dolphins minus 13, total 46 and a half. What are your thoughts? I'm a man at Tennessee, so it's Dolphins for me. That's how I'm handicapping this game. I'm not betting it because it's a big number. Uh, it's going to be Miami. Their offense is going to put up uh, ridiculous numbers. Tennessee won't be able to play catch-up, won't be able to go toe-to-toe uh, with the Dolphins' uh, offense. So, I, And I still don't know why there's two Monday night football games. I can guarantee you one game will be on my TV, and I'll probably have Raw on another one because <laughs> so, these two matchups are just weird. Uh, it's not like we, there are two playoff implication Monday night games. It's just one of them. Uh, really a double digit? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Miami all day long. Miami for sure. The question is, do you bet it? I, no. I mean, I, I mean, minus 13. My number's minus 14 and a half. I mean, they, uh, technically, that says yes, but you know how the NFL is. They try to keep the yeah. games close for a reason, and it's so people keep them on. And uh, there's just. I don't like laying. I do once in a while will lay the nines and the tens, but getting up to thirteen, this could be that game that Tennessee goes for a bunch of fourth and ones with Henry, who's supposed to play this game, <laughs> and they get it and they slow the game down. Tua screws up because you know they're they can be flat after this. And Tennessee with Vrabel, one thing about Vrabel is he does fire these boys up. Have to stay away. I would lean Miami and I would take Miami if I had to, but I don't, so I'll pass. And to be honest with you, this total at 46 and a half is probably right on too. That's how bad Tennessee can be at offense. Uh, next game, Packers versus Giants. Final game, two Monday nighters. Giants home dogs at plus six and a half. It was just plus seven. Money in came in on the Giants. Even with the Italian, was it uh, DeVito playing? Paisan, right? What's, uh, is he still the- living with his parents? Uh, yes, and he should stay with his parents because I don't think he's going to have a job next year. But uh, the total is 37. Yeah, this is uh, – I want to say this is Green Bay just because they're coming up a, a big win uh, on national TV. But that could also be a, a hangover effect in this one. But, again, this is Danny DeVito's, what, stepson or second cousin or – I don't know – this is probably a no play. Green Bay, if the number comes down, I might take a shot of it. I, mean, I can't believe I'm going to say this. Uh, my friends back home that uh, taught me how to gamble, I was a bookie that took over his customers. He's probably going to flip me off right now. This is a teaser spot right here, maybe, to play at <laughs> Green Bay uh, for you teaser lovers, uh, stuff like that. But that's the only way I would look at this. I can't believe there's two Monday Night Football games that I can probably have maybe some props, but game-wise, I probably won't have any action on it. Packers Cowboys t- uh, parlay just money line is plus one hundred six. So oh, you said teaser on my show, and I can't believe you said the p word. What's next? You're gonna say the l word? <laughs> well, here's the thing: the parlays uh, do pay better if 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 you're teasing from six and a half to a half. Sometimes the parlays will pay a little bit better, you know, and and that's what you got to shop around, and th- that's the truth is because you're essentially playing paying for the same outcome here. Now maybe there's a five you like, and uh, uh, not the not the Ravens. That's a little too high, but maybe you like the Saints because the Saints would be minus one ten exactly. If you like the Saints and you like the Packers, it'd be minus one ten. Just just giving some food for thought out there. Uh, Texans would be uh, just as good around minus one hundred eight. 
So Texans and uh, Packers. To be honest with you, I don't think I'm doing anything with this game because uh, the, the Packers are in a letdown spot after beating the Chiefs, and they are traveling to a Giants team that have been embarrassed all year. And Jordan Love, if he gets punched in the mouth, he's a rookie, in my opinion. I know he's been there four years, but he's a rookie in my mind. You know, he's he's doing well right now, and it's all LaFleur scheming, but he's going against another scheming guy, which is, you know, Coach uh, Dayball. And Coach Dayball, it shows how good he was because I think the Bills took a big hit when he left the Bills, and he's just terrible at defense, <laughs> and he's got a lot of injuries. But now they're coming off the bye. They're healthy. Uh, it's an ugly lean. I'll lean to the Giants to cover the spread, but I don't think they win this game. I think it, I think the Packers win this game. Uh, but either way, I'm staying completely away f- away from it. This would be an ugly if you had to like pick the Packers for your survivor. I'd be, uh, I'd, be uh, ugh, I'd be biting my nails, man. That, that would not yeah, be a pretty pretty situation here. Well, either way, uh, great stuff. We went through the full slate of games. Uh, really appreciate you coming on, Raph, all the time you spend with me over the years. Where could our listeners get your great information in place? You can find me on X at VSI Doc Sports. You can find me on Instagram at Raphael Esparza. You can find me over at DocSports.com. You can find me over at MyBookie.ag. You can find me over at YouCanBetThat.com as well with some great great funny prop bets uh with what i'm working i'm working on some college football ones some transfer portal guys where they're gonna land i'm actually working on finishing up on that uh, hopefully in the next hour or so so working on that right now so thanks for having me on I'm, i need to put you i need to get you on on my monday night uh football live show we do a doc sports monday night football live show for the first half uh, and, and just answer questions from a public. It's pretty much we start off talking about the game and how the week goes, but uh, you know how it is when you do a live sport, the, the questions start coming in, and uh, the, the show went off the rails last last Monday nights. Uh, so it, it's a fun thing to do because, like I said, the public and the viewers, have they have great questions and stuff like that. So I'll have to get you on one day. Will do, man. Uh, next week I am uh, out for a tryout with my son for baseball, but uh, the very next week just give me a shout. I'm always happy to jump on on. Thanks again, Ref. I'll be texting you this weekend. Take it easy. Have a great weekend. All right, my friends. Now it's time for our Refuse to Lose teaser that – Lost it with Jacksonville, man. That was brutal. But hey, we're ten and three this year, and refuse to lose teasers, and we're going to keep on trucking because I'm going to go with Baltimore. We're taking Baltimore down to minus one, and only John Harbaugh could blow that for us. I hope it doesn't happen, but uh, I, I trust them in bad weather a hell of a lot more than I trust Stafford back there, and they do have a heck of a pass rush too. So I like Baltimore to win, and I'm taking Denver all the way up to eight and a half. Like I said, you get a better coach here. Uh, you got a two really good quarterbacks, and I guess is Wilson really good? I don't. He's been playing really good. It's like he's been rejuvenated now. That he's got someone competent back there. I uh, like Sutton. I think they're going to score some points, and you have to remember the Chargers. Very, very banged up team. Obviously, Joey Bosa's been out for a long time. Uh, a couple other guys, Josh Palmer is going to be designated from return, but is he going to be ready to return? I don't think so. A uh, couple other guys, Nick Vanette, Zach Bailey, their offensive tackles out. Uh, they lost a couple linebackers. I just think that Denver's more healthy and more poised to possibly win this game outright, as I said earlier. So we're going to tease that for three stars. You're ridiculously good looking. Now it is time for the sharp side of the force. 
The Sharp Side of the Force is brought to you by BetMGM. For an up to $1,500 sign-up bonus, please visit the podcast description. Click on the link, Terms, Conditions, and Location Apply. All right, some Sharp NFL. Sharp money on the Browns, minus 1.5 to minus 3.5, hosting the Jaguars, 54% of the tickets and 87% of the money. Uh, obviously, a little bit of uh, injury news with that. Broncos plus three to Broncos plus two and a half at the Chargers. 94% of the tickets and 94% of the money. But a lot of these sides have been up and down in many situations. Lots of injuries, lots of weather, but especially the weather, sharp totals. Patriots versus Steelers under 37 to 30, 90% of the tickets and 98% of the money. Definitely the picket injury. And Jaguars versus Browns under 40 to 30.5. The Lawrence injury, 82% of the tickets and 99% of the money. Uh, Rams versus Ravens under 40 to 40.5, 67% of the tickets and 95% of the money. That's weather-related. Panthers versus Saints under 42.5 to 37.5, 66% of the tickets and 87% of the money. Uh, that's just the fact that both teams suck. And uh, Broncos versus Chargers under 45.5 to 44, 54% of the tickets and 77% of the money. My friends, thank you so much for listening to this episode. A huge shout-out to Doc Sports and Rafael Sparza for jumping on the show, giving us his great takes. I hope you enjoy the weekend. I hope you enjoy all the games. And go get some winners.